Welcome back to Sports Day. Adam White and Bryce again with you on a Friday night. It is AFLW finals weekend, preliminary final weekend, with Brisbane and Geelong taking uh, shape in Ipswich. And then on Sunday, it's North Melbourne and Adelaide at Icon Park. So the Lions and the Cats followed by the Kangaroos and the Crows. So we thought we'd touch base with Gemma Bastiani, who is part of the AFL.com.au team, who has been watching the entire season. There's two weekends to go. Gemma, thanks very much for joining us. I'm stoked to be here. Now I've got to ask you straight off the top, who do you think is the number one seed going into preliminary final weekend? It is an incredibly difficult question this season <laughs> in particular. That's but... why I asked it, because I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a it's a great conversation starter because every team has, you know, a, a reason to be thought of that way. But personally, I think North Melbourne they've they've finally put it all together, and, and I'm really excited to see what they can bring this weekend. I guess with Adelaide finishing on top, they only lost one game throughout the season, but then the Brisbane Lions got over them and uh, sat pretty in the the prelim final, I suppose. Your tip of North Melbourne, their, their form has been really good, I guess, accelerating into the finals. It, it, it is such a open, open last four teams. And any one of them, you could create a case for all, all of them. Why North Melbourne specifically? You're right about any one of them, you can create a case. And that's what's so great about this AFLW season is anyone could win really from this point on. But North Melbourne, for me, they've been that perennial almost team since they joined the competition in 2019. They've always had star players. They've always been very, very good in the home and away season. They haven't quite brought their best footy in finals, but in the qualifying final against Melbourne a fortnight ago, they seem to have broken past that mental barrier. And now I think there's just nothing in their way. And the Crows, they came within three points of a few weeks ago. They lost it in the last 90 seconds. I think they'll have learned from that as well. So I think they're just really well set up to, um, to reach their first grand final. Geelong are a pretty good story. One of the more recent clubs to get started, and they're right in the mix with a um, with a knockout punch blow as well to uh, to winning the flag. Yes, yeah, so they joined the competition the same year as North Melbourne did. So it's kind of weird and parallel the way those two sides are now in the mix. And it's funny the the matchups we've got this weekend: Brisbane and the Cats, and then um, the Roos and the Crows. They met for the very first time in their AFLW histories in the same weekend back in 2019 in round five. So it's like a weird full circle moment that's happening, but it's incredible for the comp. The Cats have kind of come from nowhere. They've also got Chloe Shear coming back really quickly from a fractured collarbone and Anna Rose Kennedy, their other Irish um, recruit from the offseason, is going to make her debut. She'll be the fourth player in competition history to debut in a final. So there's so many little storylines around the Cats this weekend. We're talking to Gemma Bastiani, who's part of... Uh... The AFL website, uh, coverage of the AFLW, and uh, as I said, uh, we've got to preliminary final weekend. I want to go back to the North Melbourne situation, Gemma. We're sort of going backwards before we're going Sunday and then and then Saturday. Just with that that win over Melbourne, when when we look back on it now, considering that Melbourne were largely disappointing in the semi as well, what are we are we reassessing that? performance a little bit from the Kangaroos because they were devastating to beat Melbourne by 41 points. It kind of shocked everybody. But then with Melbourne's next performance, has it changed your view at all? Not particularly. At at the time, I was pretty vocal. I I think it's the most significant win we've ever seen in the AFLW in terms of context, what a team was able to bring, the history against them. Um, North Melbourne had a shocking run 
between 2020 or so and this year of not being able to beat Melbourne, Brisbane or North Melbourne. Um, they came within a couple of points of Brisbane this um, home and away season. They came within three points of Adelaide, but Melbourne beat them by 23 points in the home and away season. So it felt like Melbourne was the team they needed to beat to get that belief. Um, whatever you think of Melbourne now, they're still the, were the same team that were out in the park against them earlier in the year. So I think the fact that they didn't just beat them, but they beat them by 41 points. They completely controlled the game. North Melbourne are now their, their own worst enemy. They've always been their own worst enemy, but now that's kind of off the back. Its shackles are gone. And then from a Crows perspective, who had that narrow loss to Brisbane in the first week um, as the number one seed, uh, they then sort of flex their muscle, really, against Sydney. They're going for their fifth grand final. So how much experience do you think um, is that going to be for an advantage over North Melbourne in this this one? Yeah, I, th- I think experience does mean a lot, but I think we forget as well, North Melbourne actually has three premiership players on their list plus another, uh, four premiership players on their list, sorry, plus another player who's played in a couple of grand finals. So Emma Carney, Jenna Bruton and... Um, the third who has just... Kim Rennie have all won a premiership with uh, the Bulldogs back in 2018. And Ailish Considine, who was a late um, inclusion to their list, has won two flags with Adelaide. So, And then Talia Randall played in the first two grand finals with Brisbane. So they do have a bit of that experience there. Um, but the Crows, they're such a well-oiled machine, aren't they? And, and they'll take a lot of confidence out of last week. But um, to be fair, the opponent that they were playing, you know, was in a position where they were just happy to be there at that point. They weren't necessarily, you know, a Brisbane or a North Melbourne in terms of their strength. Yeah. So you talk about Brisbane. They've got the home final, as I mentioned, in Ipswich against the Cats. That's tomorrow. They always seem to go under the radar a little bit, Brisbane, for for whatever reason, being one of the most successful teams there is in, (laughs) in AFLW. But they always seem to play in really close games as well. They do. They yeah, this season Brisbane's been a fascinating watch. Obviously, there was a lot of talk in the off season. They lost those three big name players in Emily Bates, Greta Bodie, and Jesse Wardlaw. So, how do you cover those players? Plus, similarly, Farquharson was inactive. Lulu Puller also left. So, their forward line has pretty much had to completely change, as well as some elements of their midfield. So, it took a little while for them to, you know, work out what was going to work best for them. They at times faltered um, and played some poor footy that saw them lose some games, but they've always brought their best football against the best teams. They're the only team um, that made finals that has beaten every other finals they'd come up against, and that obviously remains after that Adelaide win. So Brisbane is still a force to be reckoned with, but um, Geelong Geelong's no easy easy beat as they have been in the past. Well, Brisbane's a fascinating story because they tend to have a an ongoing path of losing really top-end players. You mentioned the three that, that left. Is this credit to Craig Starcevich, who um, just seems to be the master coach? Yeah, they had to have some learnings. As you said, they didn't win every game along the journey, and they had some losses. But it just seems that like he can create the, a, a fresh group of, of girls to just go and perform, and particularly at the very pointy end. Um, is that the highlight of just a, a, a genius coach at work? Yeah, I had a, the privilege of speaking to Stas before the season began. And, and he said, you know, while it's frustrating that we have consistently lost players, it's a it's a credit to our program that people want players that we have developed. And, and I think that goes to what they've been able to do this year. You look at players like a Jade Allinger, who 
very few people would consider a top-end player, but she's come through and become so important this season. Isabel Dawes is another one who is so experienced but still so young in that midfield. And just those players that they've been able to bring through, they have still kept that top end of experience there to lead them as well. Bree Conan is a fantastic captain. Um, they've still got Ali Anderson in the yeah. middle of the ground. And, and then you've got the stars, you know, Dakota Davis and Courtney Hodder up forward. So they've still got that spine there around which they've been able to develop some really good role players. Last question, Gemma, just on Geelong. At the start of the year, did you think this was possible, that they would get to the last four? Absolutely, I did. Um, they would be very disappointed with the way they were bundled out of finals last year. Um, Dan Lowther is in his third season coaching that club and the way he's been able to transform it, not only in terms of the players that are available to him, but in the game style that they're choosing to play. This feels like the season they've been threatening to have for a while. And there are a couple of shaky moments through the season as well, just like Brisbane had. But the fact that they were able to learn from it, come out the other side and win two finals, which they've never done before, um, it really a credit to their playing list and to Dan Lowther and the way he's led them. All right. So as we let you go, Gemma, you need to give me the two winners. <laughs> sure. Um I think that Saturday night, Brisbane and, and the Cats is going to come down to a, some really tense final moments. And I think, unfortunately for Geelong, Brisbane's just going to run over the top of them late in the game. Um, and on Sunday, I'm going to go with North Melbourne because I think they're the team that can go on and win it all. Oh, very good. All right, fantastic. I love the fact you've tipped those two with confidence, even though um, <laughs> it's been such a, an even season. Thanks very much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Gemma Bastiani joining us there on Sports Day.